And the first reason why people get baptized today and why we baptize people here in the church is because Jesus has set the example. He himself got baptized. Did you know that? Jesus got baptized when he was 30 years old. He'd never sinned and yet he still got baptized. Have you ever wondered why? Because often we say, oh, baptism is symbolic of having our sins washed away, all the things we've ever thought, done or said that's wrong. But Jesus was not guilty in that way, and yet he still got baptized. And I think it's an amazing picture of how he identifies with us. And he came and stood amongst sinners and got his cousin to put him under the water in the river Jordan. And when Jesus came up out of the water, something really amazing happened. Hands up who can tell us something of what happened when Jesus came up out of the water. I've got two hands, but surely more than two people have got something. Come on, come on. Pat, something that happened. There was a voice from heaven of the Father who spoke and said, This is my Son with whom I am well pleased. So when Jesus got baptised, it was him acknowledging God before men and God acknowledging his Son before men. And so one of the very powerful things that happens when people go through the water of baptism is God sees that you are standing up before men and women and boys and girls and saying, I am not ashamed to acknowledge God in front of others. That takes guts. And God is not ashamed to call you his son or daughter when you do that. Jesus said, he who acknowledges me before men, I will acknowledge before my father in heaven. So one day when you die and you stand before the father in heaven, Jesus is already there to be your advocate and to say, he or she acknowledged me before men, I acknowledge him or her. And he's there on your behalf, not to find fault with you, but to reward you. Isn't that amazing? We also baptize because back in the times of the Bible, people said to Jesus' disciples, what must we do to be saved? That's the most important question you can ever ask in your life. Whether you're two or a hundred. To ask that question, what must I do to be saved, is a really important question. And the answer that came back was this. Repent and be baptised, every one of you, for the forgiveness of your sins. 
and you will be filled with the Holy Spirit. This promise is for you, for your children, that's important, for all who are far off, who live in other nations, for all whom the Lord our God will call. So that was a two-part answer. Repent and be baptised. Who can tell us what repent means? It doesn't mean beat yourself up. What does it mean? Any answers? John is indicating we turn around. Yes, my love. What does repent mean? Seeking forgiveness, that's a very good answer and that is part of it. Yes. Anybody else want to add to that? Yes. You change your mind. Just want to say today that there's freedom and permission for you to change your mind. If you find yourself here feeling a bit uncomfortable because you've always placed yourself across the side of the line saying, I don't think I really believe. There's mercy. There's freedom for you today to change your mind. And just change your mind. (laughs) Because it'll be the best decision that you will ever make. You can change your mind and say, yes, I do believe Jesus is the Son of God. And he is the way that I can be saved. Okay, repent and be baptised was the answer. So that's why we do baptism. Because we're just trying to line up with the revelation that God has given us in the Bible about how we get saved, okay? Why else do we baptise? Well, one time at night, a very important man called Nicodemus, a religious man, um, came to Jesus and secretly had a little conflab because he wanted to know how he could definitely be sure he was inside the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. And Jesus said to him, you mustn't be surprised when I say to you, you must be born again. Jesus coined that phrase, not the Americans. (laughs) Being born again, what is Jesus' idea? And it is possible. So Nicodemus said, well, how can a grown man enter his mother's womb again? Surely that's impossible. And he realized that Jesus was talking not physically, but spiritually. You can be reborn spiritually and have a complete, fresh start, whatever your age. And in that conversation, to finish off, Jesus said... You must be born of water and of the Spirit. So that's why we have water baptism. Lastly, I'm nearly there. Jesus' parting words to his disciples before he went back up to heaven to be with his Father, he gave them this instruction. He said, Go into all the world and make disciples baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. So if we want to follow Jesus, 
and he's telling us to go and tell people the good news and baptize people. We better be baptized ourselves, really. Because otherwise that would be a bit hypocritical, wouldn't it? So these are the reasons. Nearly there, guys. Just want to say that baptism isn't a spiritual add-on, like an um, optional extra, icing and cherry on the cake. It's a basic, integral part of becoming a child of God. It's not for super holy people who've passed the test and been very good for a number of years and proved that they're good enough to get baptised. It was the very first thing people did when they heard the good news of Jesus and they responded and thought, yep, I believe he's real. There was no baptism class. Can you believe it? There was no three-month trial period. Straight away, they would find water and be baptized. So we are not saying to those who are being baptized today, you know, um, we've been watching you and we, we think that you've been um, behaving well <laughs> and therefore earned the right to be baptized. No. We come to the baptism water as we are. Warts and all, you could say. Not perfect. And Jesus is ready to accept us like that. And then we go under the water. And going under the water is symbolic of this being born again. We say, the life of me being in charge is being buried. And the life of Jesus being in charge is starting. Okay? There's a symbolic death and a symbolic resurrection as we go through the waters. And it's really, really powerful. It isn't only symbolic. Something spiritual happens. All the bad stuff that the enemy has ever used in your life to keep you separate from God gets cut off in the name of Jesus when you go through that water. We've got the picture of that in the Old Testament when the people of Israel had been slaves all those years in Egypt. You know the story of the Jews in Egypt and Pharaoh not letting them go? And when eventually Pharaoh gives in and releases the people, they journey to the sea, don't they, to water. And they are chased all the way to the water's edge by the enemies. But when God opened up the water, it was life for his sons and daughters, but death to the enemy. And the waters closed up, didn't they, once they'd passed through. And the pursuing torment of the enemy in their lives 
slavery to stuff got broken off. And this happens spiritually for us when we get baptized too. We're set free. He who the sun sets free, finish it for me, is free indeed. It's for freedom that Christ has set us free. So baptism is for learners. They've all got L plates on, imaginary L plates on, saying, I'm not saying I know everything yet. I'm just saying I believe in Jesus. And I'm learning from this point on. It's powerful and it's symbolic. Right. I think that's enough of that. So, Debs. Oh, yeah. Before Debs. Thank you for reminding me, Debs. This is why we do it in twos, because we need help to remember. So, in a moment, those who are going to be baptised are just going to take a minute or two to share something with you of their personal story and why they're doing this. But we... The amazing Welsh guy who did the poem at the beginning, isn't he lovely, his name's Di, (laughs) has done another very short video clip and we decided to use it today because it totally links the waters of baptism to the Easter story. So thank you Isaac when you're ready. Then my bit in the story that fills us with dread 
where Jesus gave up his life and lowered his head, where darkness descended, a perfect life savagely ended. Where's all this talk and the brokenness mended? He loved gritted teeth, he proclaimed it is finished. And with one final cry out, he gave up his spirit. Then proof of the pudding that our Saviour had died, they gushed out blood water from a spear inside. Then a tear in the temple curtain takes away the divide. His followers and friends must have been beside themselves. The hope of brokenness becoming mended with his death was just ended. Till everything gets up, ended. Three days pass and water flowed plenty from the two ducks of Mary by the tomb that was empty. What's wrong, asks the gardener. Then imagine a surprise. To Norfis, not a gardener, just Jesus alive. He kicked off his mission with a water baptism. He lived and he died to free us from the prison of our sin and ourselves, all our shame and division. And it's paid for, it's dealt with because he is risen. A mess has been buried. We can now be forgiven. Our lives resurrected through Jesus who's risen. Through the three-day baptism, we can emerge from the water. To be part of Jesus' family is God's adopted son or daughter. So when we come to the perfect son who lifted the curse, he gives us living water that will forever quench our thirst. Yay. Amen. Amen. That's good, isn't it? That's amazing. Okay, so it's the time for testimonies. So could I ask all of you that are being baptised to come out the front? John, if we could start with you. We're going to do this in order of of the way they're going to be baptised. So can everybody come out, guys? going to stand in a line okay do you want to stand this way so john yeah sorry john then we'll go mum actually let's do it this way that might be easier john mum who's next shania you're next to my mum then matt then kyle then Stephen, and then james okay are you ready Oh, why not? It's exciting, isn't it? Okay, so you've got something prepared. Okay. Yeah. Um, So, my my testimony, I was brought up in a Christian home. Uh, My parents have always been Christians. They were in some interesting places, and we've always seen some God working um, in everything that that we were doing and everything that we were living through. Um, And I've always grown up through church. Now, I made a commitment to God when I was in my teens, um, but I I never really followed it through to being baptised. Um, I've always had a faith. I've always known that God loves me and I've loved God and and had that relationship, but I I just never got round to being baptised. Um, there have been ups and downs, as everyone has in life, um, and it's really been recently that actually God's really come in and I've I've sat up and taken notice and gone right actually this is what's really important this is what I really want to progress with and move forwards with um, and so 
I've always somehow managed to miss the baptism opportunities. Um, not been at church because I've been working or, or something like that. Um, and actually, when it was mentioned, actually, I, I said, this time I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. I'm going to get up here and get baptized. And what better day to be baptised than Easter Sunday? Yay. Okay. Mum. This is my mummy. (laughs) Mum, we don't see you here very often on a Sunday morning, but you are a big part of the lighthouse, aren't you? Well, I hope so. I try. And, And so what do you actually do here? play with the children <laughs> and make yeah. tea and coffee <laughs> yeah mum mum came mum asked me for a job so uh she came and she's uh, a key part of our little lights and lunch club and knit and natter team and um so you've always known the lord haven't you oh definitely uh we are blessed to have come from a family of um, of Welsh guys who who were part of the Welsh revival, and I think Mum and I are both standing here today because of the prayers of our ancestors. Yeah, and um, so so Mum, yes, dear. <laughs> on your little journey, you were given a book, weren't you? I was given a book. Who gave you? Who, who was the book written by? And I've forgotten her name. Avril. Avril. Which was a great comfort to me. A great, great comfort. I can't say anymore. And would you say that that, that, that book and the, the words that God spoke through that book have brought you closer on this journey to where you are today? Yes, definitely. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. So is there anything is there anything you wanna say? Just I'm so overwhelmed and pleased and calm to be here yeah. I, I am so I'm nervous <laughs> but I'm so looking forward to yeah. Deb Deb Duran Duncan <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay uh, bless you mum thank you Shania Oh, look at this. You've got something already prepared, haven't you? Would you like me to hold the mic or would you like to hold the mic? Shall I do it? Okay. I became a Christian in our kids' group when Debs asked us if any of us would like to let Jesus live in our hearts when I was about six. I am happy to get baptised today because I want him to know how special he is. And I want to promise him that I will always try to please him. I have a best friend called Bella at school, but because Jesus lives in my heart, I know that he will be my best friend wherever I go. The verse I like in the Bible is Luke 5, verse 17 to 39. It's about Jesus healing a man who was unable to move 
But when some men lowered him on a stretcher through a hole in the roof, Jesus saw their faith and the man was healed. Jesus says, which is easier, to forgive your sins or get up and walk? Jesus saves, Jesus, Jesus heals, and Jesus forgives. Yay, well done, well done, well done. Okay, thanks, Nigel. Come on, Matt, here we go. You got something prepared? Yeah, just something short and simple. Do you want me so. to hold the mic? Nah, I got it. Cheers, though. <laughs> just short and simple again. Uh, I do, uh, uh, fair enough. I thought I was loud anyway, so. <laughs> uh, when I was roughly eight, I gave my heart to the Lord. Uh, that was uh, be, as, yeah, that, you can try and stutter a lot <laughs> uh, that was all due to b- me being led by my granddad uh, a verse that I found to stand out is found to be in Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 12 encouraging, comforting and urging you to live lives worthy of God who calls you into his kingdom and glory by being baptised today I can truly repent for my sins and be even closer to God yeah. Amen Amen Okay have you got it, Kyle? I've got it. You've got it. Yeah. All right. Okay. Here you go. Hey, everyone. I gave my heart to Jesus when I was around seven to eight year old. Um, that was obviously brought through family with my grandparents, so on and so forth. Um, I'm getting baptised for two reasons. One, I want to have protection from the Holy Spirit over my body when I go into the Marines. And two, because I want to repent my sins in the name of Jesus. That's it. That sounds good to me. Just, just something. Come on, Stephen. Stephen, are you going to hold it? I became a Christian when I was about eight. I invited Jesus into my heart because he helps me to know when I am doing right or wrong. I want to try to always be a good person. I chose to get baptised today so that Jesus will know how much I love him. The verse I think is important is Luke 22, verse 19 and 20, where it says about talking the bread and wine. He broke the bread and said, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. He took the wine and said, this is my blood, which I poured out for you. I am grateful that Jesus gave his life for me and that he lives in my heart. Amen. Well done. We're just going to bring James over this way a bit because of the speaker. This is an awesome, mighty man of God. Okay, James, over to you. I first accepted Jesus into my heart when I was about eight when I said the sinner prayer one Sunday at church. I'm getting baptised today to renew my strength in the Lord and to repent of my sins. The verse I feel is significant for me in baptism is a word my mum had when I was around two years old. It was Luke 2 verse 40 and it said there the child grew strong in body and wise in spirit and God's grace was upon him. This is encouraging for me and because I went went because of what Jesus went through to take our sin and sicknesses on the cross 
I am set free in his name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Okay. So, guys, we're going to do it. We're going to dunk you in... I love that word. Dunk. Okay. We're going to do it in the same order that you gave your testimony. So, we're going to wander over. So, John, you're first. Before we do that, um, you will notice there's some books on the table here. Okay. Each one of these books is for each one of these individual people. John, have you got one? Cool. Okay. Um, if, if you feel stirred to write an encouragement or you've got a prophetic word or a scripture you'd like to share with these guys, uh, please, please do so um, at some point during the service or, or afterwards. It's a real encouragement so that as they journey on, when things get tough, you know, it's good to have something to hold on to, to read and to, to speak out and declare over yourselves. Thank you. Great. So now we have a bit of a logistical challenge. Everybody being baptised and those doing the baptising and towel holders, you please can go over to the pool. Uh, You're the ones that are allowed to be on the plastic. You can use the changing rooms we've prepared there. Okay. Now, everybody else, like in the sitcom, listen carefully, I will say this only once. listen no (laughs) um let me explain the layout before anybody moves and then we'll need to move and cooperate together what we're trying to create is a space between the plastic sheeting on the floor here and a line running from the clock round to the easter egg tree that is completely clear of chairs where kids and parents can sit on the floor and be up close and see what's happening, okay? Then, from that line, the clock to the Easter egg tree, I've got five wonderful guys, plus Alfredo, please, who are going to... uh, Six wonderful guys. um, (laughs) Who are going to lay out two... I nearly, I nearly blew it there, didn't I? I'm going to lay out a row of two, two rows of chairs. Two rows of chairs only looking towards the pool for those who need to be seated. So elderly, infirm, whatever, you are very welcome to have those two rows of seats to sit and see what's happening. <laughs> 